Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back. Um, this week we're going to talk about home video. Hey, Lucy Dacus. Oh my goodness. When I tell you I am so excited for this episode. Okay, we're going to get started with background because I have so many things to say about this album. So, Home Video is the third studio album from Lucy Dacus, and it was released June 25th, 2021, so about a year ago. And the singles were Thumbs, Hot and Heavy, VBS, Brando, and Going, Going, Gone. And there are 11 tracks on the album. Okay, so let's get right into our rankings. I think Sophia should start with this episode. Yay! Okay, so... My rankings are Brando, Going, Going, Gone, Hot and Heavy, Thumbs, Cartwheel, Christine, Triple Dog Dare, First Time, Please Stay, VBS, and Partners, Partner in Crime. My rankings are Cartwheel, First Time, Brando, Going, Going, Gone, Hot and Heavy, Christine, Thumbs, Triple Dog Dare, Partner in Crime, Please Stay, and VBS. And my rankings are Brando, Going, Going, Gone, Christine, Hot and Heavy, Triple Dog Dare, Thumbs, Cartwheel, First Time, Partner in Crime, VBS, and Please Stay. Okay, pretty similar and I think somewhat different rankings across the board. So we have a lot to talk about here. Okay, so let's just get started with the first song, Hot and Heavy. And this song is just so exciting to me. It's so much like it's like a wave of nostalgia being yeah, back here it makes sure. me hot in the face hot blood in my pulsing veins it's just such good imagery imagery right off the bat and i think it's a very clever use of the phrase hot and heavy because if you hear someone talk yeah. about hot and heavy you think about other things but what she's really referring to is how hot hot in the face so she's getting nervous she's getting embarrassed or nervous or whatever and she's talking about the heavy memories that she carries of this place and of these people around her which I think is so interesting yeah I think this concept is really really great and I also think that it's a great album opener as well uh, because um, as someone who doesn't listen to her music as much as the other two um, you guys do um it gave me a great uh sense of where the album was going and i think sonically as well it was very i think it was produced very well and it and the production lended itself to the feeling of nostalgia that the song was going for yeah yeah i listened to this album i think a little while ago I think it was towards the end of 2021 and I had been listening to some Boy Genius and I had kind of been you know listening to some of her other stuff and when I entered this album I didn't really know what to expect but I fell in love with this album I think from the song itself as Victoria said it was such a good opener and you know everything just 
clicked into place really well in terms of the production and the lyricism and the way she rhymes her words. I think we've mentioned on this podcast how Sophie and Victoria are really particular with rhyming and I'm not as much, but one of the first things I picked up on was how her words and how thought out each of her lyric choices are. So yeah, such a strong start. Honestly, I could go on and on about lyrics from the whole, like this album, but this song specifically, you're a firecracker on a crowded street. You led me into your world until you had enough. And it's just over uh, underestimated and overprotected. I just think these are such very specific things that she's talking about with this one person and everything she says, you're like, wow, that's smart. And she keeps going. Like she doesn't stop. It's, it's such an awesome opener and an awesome representation of Lucy's writing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to the second track, which is Christine. Um, You just know this went straight on my songs for people play. But um, I love what an intimate story this tells because this is, this is a little strange, but it feels like I think Lucy just sits you down in a room and starts talking to you like it feels like very intimate and you feel very close to her when you listen to her music which is one of the things I adore about all of her songs I just I love this song and I love like the subtle references of like religious um like religious insecurity at the beginning and how it just progresses throughout the song and then it ends with her being at the altar right because when you get married a lot of people get married in a church even if they're not particularly religious I know my parents did and my dad is an atheist so (laughs) there's that and um she ends it with if you'd get married I'd object throw my shoe at the altar and lose your respect I'd rather lose my dignity than lose you to someone who won't make you happy and I just think it's such a powerful song just showing that there's people out there who aren't meant for each other and your friends can see that your friends can sense it and they can be there for you and support you and I love how supportive Lucy is here and how she portrays this relationship mm-hmm. yeah and I think that this song also was supported sonically um I feel like especially with I don't know like these types of artists I am very particular about the melody and the production of these songs and I really enjoyed all of the production choices made in this album and this song was very um it was a contrast to the uh opening track and it gave a nice range of what she can do with her songs. Yeah. Let's move on to first time. Okay. I think this song musically appeals to me a lot. I think that it's talking about something she was very nervous to do. And right from the beginning with the kind of like, it sounds like something's like breaking down. But it also feels like a Jack Rabbiting heartbeat. She's talking about how she's sneaking in to see her partner. You can tell that she's super nervous about sneaking into her partner's house and coming to have like a very common teenage experience that everyone almost, not everyone don't want to say look for, looks forward to, but it's expected a lot and portrayed in the media. Like this is something that happens in high school. 
And she's saying you can't feel it for the first time, the second time, which shows how much emphasis and importance she puts on her first experience with this. And, and I know that a lot of people have said they felt that way and it just ended up not being that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I think she portrays this like in a really good way so that you can kind of just feel her emotions coming through and breaking down and when she said she was gonna write this song she's like oh are we gonna go there and she went there so there's that I think it's really good I really love first time so do I um and I think that one of the things I really like about this song in particular and some of the other songs on the album too is this kind of element of surprise that she gives us because like right after these leading notes that you get right after the first couple of seconds like I feel like my brain is trying to decide whether this is going to be a more upbeat song or a really depressing song but um I kind of like that game that she kind of plays with the production um uh it's like just such an interesting choice and the use and the inclusion of the drums at very specific moments in the song just add to that theatric storytelling. Yeah, I agree. I think that the production in the song did a good job of encapsulating the feelings of what she was describing. And I... Um... I really enjoyed the how it like built up and how the drums like aided in the song. Okay. Let's move on to the next track, which is BBS. Yay. <laughs> I think that right away within the first couple of seconds of the song, like with this beat drop, it resembles the kind of song that I would like a lot um and I think that she does this in a couple of songs but I really really like I think Sophia was talking about this too I like how she talks about her faith and religion um because it's it's not um a super uh obvious topic she doesn't like kind of throw it in your face she makes it really subtle and she weaves it into the stories that she tells and I think that this very clever inclusion of this theme is just done so well throughout the album. Yeah, I put it last, I think. Yeah, I did put this song last, but this album is just incredible. Like, zero skips at all. Um, And it was such a struggle to choose which songs needed to end up on the bottom. So there's definitely just no particular reason that this is on the bottom. Yeah, I really enjoyed this song as Anusha was saying about how it subtly talked about her experiences with religion and I think I do have to say I did not know what VBS stood for when I saw it on the track list did not know and I think that the song did a nice job of giving a little description for me um but (laughs) my favorite my favorite line from the song is in the chorus where it says but all it did in the end was make the dark feel darker than before yeah I honestly I have such a tedious relationship with Christianity um 
just because like like some of the stuff that goes on within the church and what they're trying with fear-based teaching is honestly something that may, rubs me the wrong way and it just makes me so sick and she talks about it here a little bit and she admits that she was a very much a Jesus girl which if you look at Lucy you I wouldn't think that um but she was a very Jesus girl she said and she talked about her experience at one of these VBS camps and how you know, she was thought she was doing the right thing, but now looking back, it's like that's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of culty, messed up. kind of messed up. Yeah. Also, like the cry nights where they literally just like indoctrinate children and like manipulate their emotions so that they like cry and they're like, "Oh my god, I saw God." I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it's like, "Honey, what?" Anyway, I think I like this song so much because it shows like. Her religious experience was obviously a little different than mine because I never really subscribed to that. And my parents never asked me to do any of that. Thank goodness. About to say thank God, but let's think about the irony. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually funny. (laughs) And it just like, it shows that everyone has really different experiences and I enjoyed that a lot. Okay move on to track five which is cartwheel and i was excited my number one to say because i was a cartwheeling child when i was was in like second grade i have this very distinct memory of just being on the field like next to my school during recess and just like trying to cartwheel all the way from one side of the field to the other side I feel like the cartwheel was just a weird staple, like, elementary school thing. Like, you needed to know how to cartwheel. Yeah, yeah. but I could never do one. I could I never could. cartwheel in elementary school, and it drove me nuts, so I never would do it. Like, I would never try and be like, no, I can't do that. Like, I just can't do it. And the irony is my best friend, like, her, like, grandfather, like, owned this gymnastics place, so she, like grew up like she literally like came out of the womb doing gymnastics and she would like cartwheel and like backflip and I'd be like what the heck it was a very depressing time um but what's not depressing actually it's still kind of a depressing song but (laughs) um what's not depressing is my love for the song let's call it that um the intro is just so perfect in every single way I immediately like latched onto this song um and I think that the different descriptions are what really got me um especially the heat wave by midday heat lightning on a summer night I just resonated with that line a lot weirdly um and I also love the mention of the first time in the second verse because it felt very accentuated and pointed so honestly this song is just really interesting in the way it shows growing up and it brings back a lot of like tangible childhood memories that you know it makes you miss being a kid but at the same time it's like there's a lot of like weird like pain and hurt that comes with like not knowing exactly who you are and like what you're supposed to be doing because like 
you know, the idea is like, oh, everything will be better when I grow up. And it's just not. I think it's very depressing in that sense. And also just the idea of like, everyone matures at a different pace. And if you've ever had the experience of like, one of your friends growing up faster than you growing up without you and doing things that you haven't done. It just, it makes me sad. (laughs) Yeah. I think that whole concept is done really well in this song with this little like step-by-step kind of production where each like line of lyrics is kind of like about the same length and it just, it's like layers. Um, And I like how it ends uh, with the the last two lines that kind of drive the point home, which is the future isn't worth its weight in gold. The future is a benevolent black hole. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Thumbs, which is track number six. This song makes me sob violently on the ground. (laughs) It is so sad. It, it is hurts actually so, so sad. Bad. And also it gives some like really graphic imagery that like if you catch me on a bad day, I'll just like I'll like hide my face in fear. Like I I can't handle that. So actually for context, what I'm talking about here is I imagine my thumbs on the irises pressing in until they burst and then I freak out. That is like, incredibly like violent. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah. get into like a sensory overload and then I like And it's physically it's recoil. funny that she like says it in this way because the genius annotation says that this fear of hers. So the way that she worded this like so violently and like she, she like, just woke gory. up into violence. <laughs> she really did. Like, oh my god. <laughs> but I think that the way that she tells stories really well with um, her songwriting ability and the way that the song is produced. Like, there's no issues that I ever have with the flow of her songs. And this one is actually so heartbreaking. It's so bad. Like, the do you get the checks I send on your birthday? That line was... That, that was the end for me. It was so bad. Everything about Thumbs, like, pains my soul. It is just such a good song, though. Yeah. I give this ad break two thumbs up. Oh, God. <laughs> so here's one for you now. Hey, guys. We're back. And now we're going to talk about Going, Going, Gone. So, Going, Going, Gone is one of my personal favorites. I just love this song. I love the flow. I... It's exactly the type of song I would like. I agree. <laughs> it's, it's definitely exactly structured, like, the way as well. I know. I also just love how the chorus changes from going, going out yeah. to going, going down, and then finally going now, going, That's exactly going what down. I was going to say. And going, I going, gone. And it just keeps going. I don't know. I think it's it's very it's very clever. It's very cute, and I just it's very satisfying when you finally get to going, going, gone because that's the name of the song. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say too. I also love the "She'll grow up and he can't stop her" part in like mm-hmm. the second no 
third verse. That part. I actually is... love how each verse leads into the chorus because there's no pre-chorus, which sometimes bothers me, but in this case, it doesn't. And it's like, no, the sun can't break the habit of going down, and then therefore yeah. the chorus is going down. I was gonna then, bring up that lyric. Same thing when Daniel made a pass. It says, "Wasn't sure if he and I were going out, and therefore the chorus is going out." It's very clever. I just it all it all fits together like a little puzzle, and that makes me very happy. Yeah, it makes me so happy. I love Lucy. All right, let's move on to Partner in Crime. Partner in Um, Crime is just such an interesting song. So this was one where I kind of wasn't expecting the uh, way it went production-wise, but it actually makes a lot of sense in regards to the other songs on the album. And I really enjoyed how it ended up and it fit really well it's actually super interesting that you say that because one of the first impressions that I got of this song was that I was obsessed with the production um and that was like I was like wow this production is so good and then I started listening to the lyrics I was like oh my god this is heartbreaking and depressing I think it's because the production it's like production this type of production is usually not used in this type of context with like songs like these, if that makes sense. Like, I think that production like this makes sense for more uh, like a different genre of songs, but it fit really well in this context. And I also yeah. like the whole partner in crime concept in general. Yeah, it reminds me of Phineas's song, Partners in Crime, and uh, I just love both of them so much. Okay. There are so many really good lyrics in here. I think one of my favorite are, um, my heart's on my sleeve, it's embarrassing, the pulpy thing beating. It's I love so that part so much. Like, yeah. the visuals she gives are so, like, so descriptive, and so you could literally see it in front of you. It's so... Sh- and a lot of times it grosses me out. Like, come on, girl. Did you really need to tell me that, like, you envisioned his irises bursting? Like, like easily shaken up by, like, visual elements. And it, like, it makes me sick sometimes. It's giving the black cat a oh girl. My, yeah. I wanted to vomit while doing that. Okay. I really like how this song ends up with the concept of picking petals and the do you love me, do you love me not. I, I love it when songs I have was, that. I was a I was a Beauty and the Beast kid, and the whole like flowers and like using flowers to determine whether or not they love you is so like sweetly innocent to me. And you know what I think? I think that it's a very childish thing, which again, like drives the point home of this song is that like she has she mentions all of these very like young and almost childish things like picking petals off of flowers and her curfew and yeah you know like 
her heart being on her sleeve and her being embarrassed about it like it's just so subtle but it's so like impactful okay let's move on to check nine brando oh my god i cannot contain my love for this song in like any form of medium i just i love brando i love all the references she puts in i love that the chorus is just all I need for you to admit is that you never knew me like you thought you did. And it's saying that this person clearly hurt her a lot and, and caused a lasting impact on her life. And she's not asking for them to apologize. It's just to admit, you didn't know me like you wanted to. Like, we weren't actually that good of friends because you didn't take the time to get to know me. And that's really sad. I also think the entire second verse is very good. From the you called me cerebral I didn't know what you meant, but now I do. Would it have killed you to call me pretty instead? I, I love really, that part. Really sad. And it's like, like wanting to be pretty, just like, not even, it's like, oh, but she has a great personality. Sometimes you just want to feel pretty. And if people are trying to compensate yeah. and giving you other like weird out of world compliments, it just doesn't feel good. Even if they're trying to be nice, it just doesn't feel good. And yeah, I fully agree. Just, <laughs> I mean, honestly, she kind of gets back at him in the second part of this verse where she's saying, where she's saying, and you're yelling at me, Stella, and I'm laughing because you think you're Brando, but you'll never come close. She's saying, you're not cool. <laughs> You are such a loser. <laughs> no, I really, I really, really enjoy the whole concept of like, um, consuming like media and making it like your personality. And I really like the lyric in verse three where it, it's you say, "Here's looking at you, kid, thinking I wouldn't understand the reference," because I personally I really that. like references like when media references other media because it just it always comes full circle I think and it's so satisfying and also at the end of verse one where she says I watch you watch it's a wonderful life I think is really a great um reference to put in because I personally love the movie it's a wonderful life and I I was very telling about them. And I think Shut up, Sophia. Shut up. You know what? It's fine. I love you guys. It's not my fault that my family made me watch it and then I just rewatch it every year now. Anyway, not the point. The point is is that I think it was very um, smart to include that movie in this song and the lyric I watch, you watch the movie. So it's like not it's she's not, not about, watching the movie. yeah it's not about the movie in the end it's really about the person that she's talking about that here's the thing like i feel like everyone sort of has this some kind of precarious relationship where you just really 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 want to impress someone and you want to show that you're smart also and you're funny and you just kind of go along with whatever they do and you agree with them because you feel like you have to and this song does such a good job explaining that. It's like, yeah, you said we're friends, but you never took the time to know me. You never took the time to understand what I like and all the things. You just focus on how much you wanted, how you wanted me to be. And 
and you just talked and never listened and this whole song is about this person just never like always saying things that were kind of rude and mean and they excused it because they were friends like no and I really like how that shows up in these specific lyrics of the song like one of my favorite ones is I'll be lucky if I'm your third wife I love that part not the first not the second but the third wife exactly and then he'd say that to her in the car you know and it's this we've been breathing the same air for too long it's like I agree girl (laughs) I don't want your air anymore (laughs) and then I love how that just like ends up here and it's like what could go wrong if I hitch a guy with a if I hitch a ride with a guy in a pickup who doesn't know left from right from wrong. I just love her plan words, honestly. This song really just shows that she's good at lyrics. Like, just she's good yes. at writing, like, catchy and impactful lyrics all at the same time. Okay. And with that, let's move on to the next track, which is Please Stay. Yeah. Um, I think that Sophia's definitely brought this up in the past in other episodes but so in the past Sophia's talked about how they like the mundane parts of relationship and when that's included in a song um and I love the use of that in this song specifically like all of verse one all of verse two (laughs) actually all the bridge too like all these little like everyday things that remind Lucy of someone else love that I think that it's really a good song to include in the album because it contrasts some of the other stuff she was talking about in earlier songs where relationships were like romanticized and love was something like that was special and this really great thing and then in this song as Anisha was saying it's it becomes more clear that love can be little things. It's so sad, this song. Honestly, it's like, uh, I can't, I can't get over it. It's just feeling the feeling of helplessness at the end with the outro just saying, just please stay. Like begging. After, yeah, literally begging. After the entire bridge, she's saying like, you could ruin your life. You could change it. You can leave me behind. Never talk to me again. But just like, please stay because I love you and I want you to be happy, whatever it takes. And that's really sad. Oh my God. I think Lucy does a good job of having like, she is like, okay, we're going to bring this to Boy Genius for a second. Like Phoebe and Julian are just like, they write so many depressing songs and so does Lucy. But what I think is different about her necessarily is when she does upbeat, she does it in a way that is like, like, when Phoebe wrote Kyoto, like, it made you want to scream and cry. And it's, like, it's her most upbeat song, but it's not happy. Yeah, it's literally like, considered, like, her happiest song, like, in what world? In what world? Exactly. So when you get to, like, a song, like, Hot and Heavy or First Time, where it has, like, these nostalgic, like, sad parts, but it's honestly just, like, a pretty, like, it, you don't have to think about it as a sad song, Right. But, so it just makes it all the more powerful when she puts out like just like an all-around gut-wrenching track. Oh yeah, 
to like have those like kind of little moments of happy and then this one's like oh no and it just like knocks you out like knocks you out on the floor yeah and speaking of songs that knock you out let's talk about the closer triple dog dare i have to say i was listening to this while i was running and this is a long song and i like it's like oh my god are we still on this song not in a bad way but i just didn't I found it, um, I thought that it did a really good job of keeping the flow and, like, the attention span for it to be so long. Yeah, um, it was a well-done long song. Yes, a well-done long song. Um, I also like how the bridge is pretty much just a triple dog dare, like, a million times. It gives waiting room, you know, yes. like, I know it's for the better. I was thinking about that. I love when that happens. Yeah. Sometimes it's like excessive, but like when it's not, it's just really nice. You could just be like, triple dog there. Like, you know? (laughs) I also think that it, this brings back the whole childhood nostalgia thing that's been, um, you know, kind of just there in this whole album. Because, you know, the whole concept of triple dog staring is yeah is so like like I am still a young person and that still like makes me think of being younger you know yeah no I totally get where you're coming from and I don't think that Lucy could have chosen a better name for this album because home video is just so genius I love it and I love how each track kind of has a thread that ties it back to the whole idea of home video and as Victoria was saying nostalgia as a whole it just feels like you're putting in like the tape like yeah into a tv and just like watching it back that's how this whole album feels and at some points it honestly just feels like a warm hug I love this album I love Lucy Dickus I love everything about her and this album is just so good (laughs) yeah there's just so much to love and sorry she's like I think a very gifted storyteller um Mm -hmm. I was talking about before with the way that her music flows perfectly with her production there's just so many amazing things to say yeah and with that we want to thank you so much for listening if you have any albums or artists or songs that you want to recommend to us make sure to reach out to us our instagram is at the speaking of music podcast and our tiktok is at speaking music podcast so make sure to go follow both of those for all the latest updates and as always we'll see you next week bye